0: You're listening to the coffee hour I'm Andy Bates
1: I'm Sarah Golseth
0: It is Monday Monday what is this March 30th I had to find the calendar in day front it of me is <laughs> It is Monday I know that much It is Monday which means it is mental health Monday and we are uh, we're going full Full two segments on Mental Health Monday today. I don't know why we feel like we need uh, longer Mental Health Mondays these days. Um, but, I don't uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> nothing going on. It is Monday. No. We have some uh, some helpful things to, to chat about on Mental Health Monday. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin. Uh, we love you, Concordia University Wisconsin. We know things are are uh, pretty different there right now, but love, love, love sharing that story on Friday about the 3D printers in their makerspace lab there. Uh, check that out in our archives. Uh, really neat stuff there. What they're doing with the 3D printers—they're they're printing masks um, mm-hmm. for that uh, the, for uh, health professionals, so they can stay safe. That's uh, pretty impressive stuff. All right, it is time for Mental Health Mondays. Uh, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman joining us this morning. Good morning, Heidi.
2: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Happy Monday. It sounds like uh, you're having a good Monday. What were you doing? You were doing household <laughs> repairs before you came on this morning. I right? was.
2: <laughs> I did. I had to run around and repair some stuff and then also shuttle my children into our like toy room, extra bonus room. <laughs> they were like listening to their awesome Lutheran school devotions from their teachers and stuff. But I was like, um, you guys, I need you to go to a different area. So <laughs> good times. Good times at the Gaimans. <laughs>
0: They haven't banished you to the uh, to the game room yet, huh? For you,
2: they have You should just make the game that. room
0: into your studio. There you go. I
2: know, right? <laughs> we are going to add on to our house, so I'll have a therapy studio and I'll have a whole like mental health Monday recording area. It's going to be glorious when we save all the money for it.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. Sometimes. You're doing well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Sarah, you're doing. Yeah, well we're where you are. we're
1: doing. We're doing all right. Got outside a whole bunch this weekend because the weather was so nice. So uh, our, our bikes are getting a lot of use right now because I don't have to, you know, commute to work anymore. And my husband's here right now because, you know, coronavirus. So um, we're, we're doing a lot of bike riding, which is great. I'm enjoying it.
0: <laughs> good. Good. Well, and that's one of the topics, I believe, on deck for today. Last time we talked about yes, some of the small <laughs> things to help reduce anxiety, like breath and water and so uh, today what are we going to look at today Heidi?
2: We're going to look at three things food which kind of you know piggybacks obviously onto the whole water thing that we finished off with last time and then we're going to talk about physical touch specifically hugs and then going outside.
0: All right well food is like one of my favorite topics here on the coffee (laughs) hour so I'm all for it. Um, Right? What how can food Um, be a small thing to help us with reducing anxiety?
2: Well, I think especially right now with the coronavirus uh, pandemic, but then also in general in our life, our mental health is really intricately connected to our immunity and our immune system. And being aware of that whole mind body connection is really important so what we put in our body is fueling not only our physical health our heart pumping and our lungs working and our muscles working but it's also fueling our mental health and our brain health as well as all of the endocrine system and our hormones that secrete and all of those things and so having good food in our body is so important anytime but especially when you're going through a difficult time being really aware of putting good fruits and vegetables in your body primarily and then you know some protein and things added on that and staying away from processed foods that are harder for your body to process itself is going to be really important it also takes a lot of energy for your body to process things that are processed foods. And so giving your body like a little, you know, pat on the back and saying, I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to give you stuff that isn't hard for you to process and to digest is going to be helpful for the whole system at large. So fresh foods reduce inflammation. Green things contain vitamin B, especially that gives energy and helps our sleep function, which is Super important when we're underneath uh, stress and all of that anxiety that can come in with the stress going on right now. And then omegas are one of my favorite topics. Omegas is the one supplement I would say in my personal life that I can tell a huge difference when I don't take them, and especially in areas of focus and concentration. But I hear from a lot of people that have struggled with depression or uh, even uh, postpartum, baby blues, things like that, that omegas, they can tell a difference in their mental health when they aren't taking them. So I'm not gonna give you Amounts and things like that. You need to talk to your healthcare provider about that. But those are some things to really look for. Some green things, things that contain omegas, flaxseed, and fish, all of that good stuff. And then just you know, look in the produce aisle and stay away from the cracker aisle. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, but 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 carbs. I love crackers. No. i know me too i'm like i can't i'm so guilty like i'm like no but i like crackers a lot and i'm even gluten-free but man those nut thins and this is not an advertisement for nut thins but man i want them so bad all the time right now
0: well i've heard it put this way shop the perimeter of the store because that's where the fresh items usually are because most likely they're refrigerated or kept um, in a you know humid control as well or moisture control as well it's like all the produce and and the the refrigerated items are usually around the perimeter of the store right
2: yeah, absolutely. I think I'm not a nutritionist, and I have to say that, but, yeah, you know, but as a mental health care provider, we try to be up on these things. And I know uh, in your work that you do, too, with physical fitness and stuff, Andy, that you also try to be up on these things. I think it's really important to know that right now people are stocking up on, like, a lot of shelf staples. Like, I can't get rice to save my life. That's that's something that's kind of missing from my life right now. But, you know, I have not had a problem getting any kind of fruit or vegetable that I needed, except potatoes, which let's be honest, that's a carb, not a vegetable. So, you know, be the person who is able to get in on the the produce aisle because people, they're just not very mindful of the stuff that we put in our bodies in general. And right now in particular with stocking up, they're not,
1: they're not going
2: to that area anyway.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to stock up on the fresh stuff. That's like the one benefit mm-hmm. of, of my weird um, diet that I have to follow for my own health issues is I eat a lot of fresh food. And so when we go to the store right now, uh, the fresh food is all still there, which is awesome for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we we could talk about food this entire program Ah, but that wouldn't you know (laughs) not good let's talk about uh let's talk about being outside since that's one of my favorite things to do what is it about being outside that is helpful to our mental health
2: yeah being outside gives you Number one, that vitamin D boost that we talk about with the sunlight. And if you live in a place that has a long winter, often your healthcare provider will say, are you taking a vitamin D supplement in the wintertime? Because they're very aware from research that it's important for our bodies. And so we can help our bodies out by getting outside. Uh, People who get outside are also, and we don't know the reasoning as much as we know the facts of what it does. So getting outside you are less likely to take pain medication and to take large amounts of it Uh, so people who go outside are less likely to also complain of a lot of chronic pain uh, or those longer lasting uh, diagnoses like chronic fatigue and things Uh, going outside gives you an energy boost it's just a stress reliever I think because of the open space I cannot say again it's hard scientifically to judge why it's doing that. We just know that it does it. But when we are in an open space, we are less likely to feel a pent up energy, if you will. And so that internal anxiety that just roils around and around, we are less likely to feel that.
0: So true, so true. And I've noticed here in our own neighborhood, we live in a community where there are a lot of public trails that are uh, multi-use and shared trails, and they have just been very busy lately, much busier than than usual, because so many families have um, the opportunity to do that they 're not busy with other things at going places instead they 're going places on foot. Uh, we live in a community where you can walk to the the uh, like the main street area just via trails and and you can also be in the woods you know five minute or you know fifteen minutes this way you can be down in the in town on the the square or 15 minutes the other way you can be out in the woods and it's it's just fantastic seeing so many people take advantage of that and use it i've been out a little bit myself but i try to get in my my walks or runs in the morning before it gets too busy out and uh it's just it's it's beautiful outside right now here in the midwest i feel bad mm-hmm. for the people where it's not pretty right now but i can tell definitely a difference when i've spent some time outside Um, whether it's for me or for the whole family, we've, we've spent some time in, in a nearby park, just kicking the soccer ball around, doing a little picnic and and kicking the soccer ball around, you know, just for an hour or two. And it's amazing how much of a difference it's made for us when we get back home and just, uh, the, um, the, the climate at home, the, the, uh, The way we interact is is a little bit different. Not that it's super tense beforehand, but everybody just seems a little more laid back after we've had a chance to get outside and and run around and play and take in all that fresh air.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and I would say that there's a huge benefit, even if you aren't a person who can be really physically active for some reason or another, Mm -hmm. just being out and feeling the sunlight on your face is a really powerful thing for mental health. When you go outside, one thing I would recommend people do for their mental health is to just slow down for a second and consider every sense. So, you know, God gave you... Many senses, and you at least are familiar with the five senses that we talk about a lot you know, sight, sound, taste, touch, and all of that good stuff, hearing. Um, And so, slow down and take that in. That is a mindful practice and a way to connect to God. God is the one who created all of this, and that spiritual component is going to make that uh, awareness of the space so much more powerful. And we can stand in awe of all this that. He created and then that reminds our minds and our hearts that he's still in charge even when it feels mm-hmm. like coronavirus is kind of taken over or even when it feels like all of this is really stressful that gives us a connection to god that we may not have recognized without just standing in his sunlight and in his nature
0: a great place to to read the psalms too outside just <laughs> uh, reading the psalms that, that point us back to the earth and the Lord, it, the, the earth is the Lord's, and everything therein. It's it, as you pointed out. It's all, He created it all. It's all His. Um, to be able to read His word outside, but he, to bring it all together. So far, all the things that we've covered with breath and water, food, and outside. Uh, outside is a great place to breathe, to do, to practice the, mm-hmm. the breathing <laughs> exercises that we talked about. That's a, a great place to do that. But I want to bring in uh, food and outside as well. A little excited for the Bates family. We this year <laughs> have finally uh gotten a we've been on a waiting list i think for two years finally gotten a plot in the uh, the local community garden so we're pretty excited oh, yeah. to get outside and to grow some of those green things that you were talking about nice. earlier uh, so that we can eat the healthy vegetables uh-huh. and uh, things so we we're making our list planning our list we've already got a few things few plants started that will be mm-hmm. transplanted in a couple of weeks, put outside. But uh, making a list of the vegetables, well, last night we talked about three vegetables that we like and one new vegetable that we'd like to try as we're mm-hmm. putting together a list for, uh, for the garden. So excited about that. We need to take a quick break. Let's go do that, and then we'll come back. We, I think we are talking about hugs yet. Can we put that in the, the list of things to do outside, too?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: always, always. Connect it up.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Goldseth.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Today's Law and Gospel we will be examining a reading
0: from the passages chosen for the following Sunday with the intent to learn what the verses say about Jesus and also to be comforted with the Gospel message of how the life and sufferings of our Lord provide us with both the forgiveness of
1: sins and the robe of righteousness. Listen to Law and Gospel weekday mornings beginning at 930 on KFUO. Did you know that your individual retirement account may make the best gift to KFUO? The IRS now allows individuals 70 and a half or older to transfer their required minimum distribution directly to charity and avoid paying the associated income tax. These gifts can provide regular, long term resources to KFUO. If you have questions about making an IRA gift to KFUO, call me, Mary, at 314 996 1518. We'll send a representative out to help answer your questions and help you establish a legacy of giving to your favorite radio station, Worldwide KFUO.
0: Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: It is Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. We've been talking about great things to help us uh, with reducing anxiety, some of the small things like breath, water, Food outside, and uh, we'll, we'll take a look at one more subject as well. Heidi, where do you want to go next uh, as we consider these things, these small things that help us?
2: Yeah, let's move on to hugs. And I think when we say hugs, and remember I have adapted this list from Brenda Jenks' Run Hard, Rest Well study that she created called Vantage Point. And she says hugs in there. And I think there's a reason for that. There's a unique kind of connection in hugs, a kind of affection transferred than shaking hands or uh, you know tapping someone on the leg. So we're looking for some affectionate touch, if you will, whatever that looks like to you but i think hugs in particular have been researched a lot in in connection to our hormone levels and so we know that hugs and i think to a lesser extent other kinds of physical touch reduce cortisol levels which is the stress hormone and so right now we all have plenty of cortisol right (laughs) whether whether it's just life and it's stress that we are all under as far as facing something that we've never faced before as humanity in this time and place if you will, but also the daily stress of a lot of people cooped up in a house or not being able to connect with those we love in the same way, not being able to go to worship in the same way, or not being able to get to our place of employment and we have a bunch of papers there, whatever it is, we have stress happening. And so We want to take some concern for how to reduce those cortisol levels because our body does this weird thing with cortisol where it likes to get a little bit addicted to it. So once you're secreting it and your body goes into that elevated heart rate and a little bit of fight or flight or freeze, it does tend to uh, like get... a a repeat where it just keeps doing it. it 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 enjoys that a little bit and so we want to do things that help our body come down from that um so hugs also raise oxytocin which is the attachment hormone which is the connecting hormone and so you may or may not have people in your house i think this is hardest for people that live alone you know it is we i have five other people that I'm connecting with at my house every day. But some people don't have that reality. So how can we get that in other ways? How can we get attachment in our lives? And eye contact is another way that our bodies are really made to attach. So you think about a baby that's being held by its mom uh, being fed or its dad being fed, You that eye contact is huge and it's so cool when the infant like has these bright eyes and looks at you. We want to re engage in that now more than ever, so when we are disconnected from the people around us, being able to have eye contact, even if it 's through a device, we want to engage in that because that's going to raise our oxytocin levels, which is a really feel good hormone it It releases a sense of pleasure and a sense of contentment that's really unique there's a place of less aloneness when our body is secreting oxytocin that we can't replicate, so I really recommend hugs and eye contact that's what we're looking for
1: those are two really great things isn't there a, a length of time or something for a hug that it's supposed to be like the most beneficial or something i think my mom had like a little uh, a little like newspaper literally a newspaper clipping on our fridge from when i was a kid that, that explained like the length of time or something that, that a hug is supposed to be well, the Gottmans have, which
2: Gottman.com is a really great resource for all kinds of relationships, but marriage in particular. And they have research theory that is the six-second kiss, and so they do know that six sec- six seconds is a kiss with possibility. And so that's the only research that I'm really familiar with. Uh, I'm sure we could Google, <laughs> you know, hugs and, <laughs> and a similar concept. Uh, maybe we're not looking for possibility with the hugs, but I also heard Jason Gray, who's a Christian recording artist, and he hit struggles with anxiety and is really upfront about that. And he was talking about one concert I went to that the best thing someone did to him in a loss that he experienced, a deep grief, was that they hugged him and didn't let go until he was done crying and i think that was another example of how our bodies are made to connect and to kind of absorb some of that uh, energy and rejoice and suffer together in very unique ways that we may or may not understand scientifically you know jesus is the creator of these bodies and he's also the connector and that's a really cool thing
0: so we could probably spend a whole episode on this, but some people are just really uncomfortable with hugs, and, and some <laughs> really, some are really uncomfortable with eye contact as well. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's a topic for individual therapy um, <laughs> rather than to address on on the coffee hour. But uh, and and certainly during this this time of, of pandemic. Hugs are good with the, the people in your own household. Like you said, though, not everybody has people in their own household. Um, this is not the time to go out and start hugging everybody on the street. Uh, when right. When you're outdoors, Please outside no. enjoying the outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I just mean, social disclaimer. distancing
2: and all that. Well, I hear people say the words like virtual hug a lot and things like that. And I think there is some benefit to the language we use. You know, knowing that someone wants to connect with you in that way, that's a really powerful thing. And I like what you're saying about dialing into our individual experience, you know, why or why why are we struggling if someone wants to physically connect with us? That's a really good question for individual therapy. I think also respecting neurodiversity and a lot of times people who are on a sensory processing or autism spectrum might really struggle with eye contact. Like you said, we do know that eye contact is the primary way our bodies understand comfort and consolation and compassion. And so like, Even in our family, we have one who's on a neurodiverse spectrum and the psychologist really works with us to develop some eye contact where we can and like even looking somebody in the face. So just know where you're at and just work to widen that window just a little bit. Not, I mean, you don't have to go like wild and you can be upfront about what you can handle. That's good for your mental health too. But we're always working to grow just a little bit. You know, just a little bit more is a good thing. And and when people can't give it to us, know that Jesus is there, you know, he touches us with his word. And that's not a small thing that we can pick it up and hold it in our hands. Hmm. Did you guys, you guys want to talk about the holy kiss of the New Testament? Because I think that's a pretty cool thing. That <laughs> What? Yes. <laughs> the holy kiss of the New Testament. Well, I just thought it was really unique that it Paul uses it a lot and he talks about it if you look in the letters to the different churches he really uh recommends greeting each other with a holy kiss and i i'm just shocked by this over and over again because i don't think we picture the like biblical culture as really affectionate if you will like you know i don't think we picture that timeline as this place that's um You know, real lovey and kissy and stuff. And so (laughs) the holy kiss instead just reminds us that there's this like other cultures practice this where they greet each other. And obviously we're not going to do this with social distancing and such, (laughs) Uh, but there is a place for affection in the body of Christ and how then in our unique place and space right now, when we aren't able to go to worship together and even sit beside each other in this worship space and in the Bible study space, how do we participate in affection for one another instead in different ways?
0: Hmm. That's a, a a good point.
1: I I I mean we've been we've been connecting a lot more over over video chatting uh yeah. you know, my friends and I. We you know, we we Facebook message a whole bunch in text, but we now we 're starting to do video chats more just so we can we have a little bit more of that closeness so we can see each other and and you know show each other around our houses or eat eat lunches together or that kind of thing so we're 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 connecting in even more ways right now, even though we don't even though we we, we don't live near each other anyway uh, necessarily so we we don't get together in person that often um mm-hmm. but we're we're finding even more ways to connect with each other so so we can have some of that closeness. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking I think about
0: the, the eye contact, uh, and you, you were talking about, uh, sorry, my brain and all the gears were turning, and we have only like two minutes <laughs> left. Um, all the gears were turning. I don't know if you can hear the gears turning, but I can. And um, <laughs> when you were talking about we, we can't gather for worship in the ways that we have in the past, and so a lot of congregations are doing uh, streaming services and, and or, or pre recorded services that you can listen to or watch online. Things like that mm. I, I you know I know our congregation has has been doing that as well. Um, some have been looking at other ways that we can gather without actually physically being right next to each other and, and some have been looking at if it's permissible in their municipalities to have a drive in service um, where they pull into the parking lot and the congregation has a small transmitter that's a, a legal. Um, broadcast system that they can use to so everyone can listen to the service in their car while still seeing Pastor or others leading outside. Um, and and I thought, you know, what are the why would that be advantageous over just watching something online? Well, uh, coming back to the eye contact thing that you were talking about, we could actually see each other in the cars mm-hmm. and just the, the the presence, you know, seeing all others in um, in the parking lot, other cars there, and other members of the congregation, just to physically see that they're still there, that they still. Um, are a part of the body of Christ, and and that we're gathering as as much as we can, <laughs> to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, without you know while still also being safe as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, we only have like thirty seconds left. Uh, anything that you want to add to that as we wrap up today, Heidi?
2: Yeah, I would just say, especially to pastors and church leaders, to just consider how people are feeling right now and what they need right now that's how people feel in general with their mental health. It's just heightened right now. And so just being close attention to one another's needs and our ability to do that is gonna really serve us well as the body of Christ long-term in tackling the stigma of mental health.
0: Mental Health Monday with taking and Side Game in. Heidi, always great to chat with you. Talk to you next Monday.
2: Thanks, see you next time for gratitude.
0: I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Goldtheth.